more nervous in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There yeah, you go. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Got the cameras on my the Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo,
That good poem poem is with somebody else oh, now. At go. least you know somebody else out there is happy. You oh, know what no, I mean? Stop it. Where you from, bro? I swear, yo. I swear, I'm going to smack the fire out of you when I see you. <laughs> now I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. No, I'm not. <laughs> You're a little crazy, man. You, you, be, little... you be all right, bro. <laughs> He's a little nutso. Uh, all right. All right. Bye. Bye. Damn, poor guy. Love y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Love Not you too, right man. Now. Love Damn. you like that new guy loves your girl. I'll stop it. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Mika. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Mika. Get it off your chest, mama. I was just calling. I wanted to shout my mother out like six months ago. We found out she had stage four kidney cancer. Oh. And this last week, she told us that they said since December, they found it in her hip as well. Damn. You can get cancer in your hip? Yeah, they said it's, it's in her hip. Yeah. Damn. Shout out to your mom I'm for sorry. being a survivor, right? Absolutely. Keep yeah, riding. Yeah, she is. I just want to stay positive and know that she's going to beat it. All righty, mama. Thank you. All righty. Hello, who's this? This is Karen. Hey, Karen. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Hi. I'm so happy to be talking with everybody on the line, DJ Envy, Angela, D, and Charlamagne. Hey. Hi. I'm so excited. I listen to you guys every single day. The Breakfast Club is my alarm clock at 6 a.m. Okay, we appreciate um, that. I love your show. Nobody can call me. Nobody can talk to me until 10 a.m. <laughs> every single day. That's what I it is. I love hearing. <laughs> Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 yo. And with that being said, I would truly appreciate it if all of you could get to work on time every single day. <laughs> with we that all, being said, we all, we've been doing pretty good, she too. She said, with that being no need, said. No need for us to lie to you. Now, we've been doing good this whole week. This whole week, last week. And at the start of the year, you guys were on point. I loved it. Maybe like two, three weeks in, everybody started taking vacations and having events. That is not like true. That. Not true. <laughs> Stop lying. I haven't taken a vacation. Well, you know what? Yes, I did you take have. a couple days yes, in February. You, you took a couple days in February. I'm actually going break. on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he's taking a, a couple of days this this uh, this month. This is my Actually, these are my first two days off this year. Yeah, now I didn't take no vacation. Even when I was on the road, I went to work. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Sometimes we got to take some time for our mental health. Or at least for me, mental health breaks every now and then. You know what I mean? That's all. And we have vacation days. We got to use them. I absolutely love it. Charlamagne, <laughs> I love the fact that you're bringing mental health awareness to the black community. I Thank know you. so many people who suffer and have no idea what's going on with themselves. And you saying it on the radio every single day is making people more comfortable talking about it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you for calling, Mama. All right. Y'all have a great day. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to this vacation. It just made me think about that. Oh, my goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Britt, get it off your chest, Britt. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Good morning, mama. Okay, so here in North Carolina, I be Texas. And when I be Texas, I always tell people, hey, you can pay me after. I have no problem with that. But when people get their freaking money and they tend to pay me when they want to, it becomes a problem. Hmm. And it's really working my nerves. Who owes you money? Uh, who don't? <laughs> um, I done did someone taxes two weeks ago, and they still ain't paid me. So wait a minute. You do people's taxes, and you say, just pay me when you get your money back from the IRS, and they never come back? Right. Damn. So my husband going to have to pull up, hop on, and pop out. 
So why not do contracts with people? It. Do contracts with people and they won't play with you like that. Don't that don't mean that they're not gonna that they still gonna pay you though. Right. So next year I told them I said if it's not nobody that I trust, I'm not doing it for. You should take people's can you take their credit card information when they do their taxes? Well, you take their money out the refund, bank? is that possible? No, they actually give me an account number to put it in their account. So if I be, I be wrong if I put my account information in. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't do no, that. No, you wait. You got to get your money. <laughs> How long you been doing taxes? Just, about six years. Oh, yeah. You should have figured that out by now. I'm sorry, mom. Well, you got to make people pay before you. Oh, they just start stopped paying you this year? Yeah. It was like three people that came new and then they wanted to procrastinate. Damn, they getting like, over on you, mama. I know when you get your money. They're going to need you next year when it's time to do them taxes again, so they got to pay up. Hello, who's this? Natalia. Hey, Natalia. Get it off your chest, Natalia. Yes, I'm calling because I'm originally... First of all, I want to say good morning to you all. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Angela, yeah, that was me tweeting you the other day, but I've been trying to come get through to you all. But anyway... Oh, yeah, you made it through finally. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So I'm calling to tell my story about black love and how love exists. I'm originally from North Carolina, from Goldsboro. However, I moved to Florida and Charlemagne. They are crazy down here. I moved to Orlando about four years ago. Um, In 2017, I met my boyfriend, um, Terrell, on a dating site called Plenty of Fish. Okay. Um, Plenty of Fish. Yeah. It's a popular (laughs) dating site. Is it? (laughs) About three months into our relationship, um, you know, I found out he was, him and his, he's a twin. Him and his twin brother were adopted. They had no uh, recollection of their family, what their last name was, what their mom name was. And so as we started to grow, you know, I felt as though if we ever had kids, I would want my child to know, you know, where his father came from. So I decided to know, you know, reach out and try to figure out what we could do to try to get his information about his adoption. So long story short, we um, reached out to the agency. Um, They told us it was going to be a month before they were able to gather all his information. They got back to us on a Monday in, I think it was June or July. Um, and because I was staying in Sanford at the time, I didn't get to Orlando to pick up the information until a Friday. I looked over the information. I saw that there were names in the booklet. So um, what I did was reach out to one of the names in the booklet, and I wrote them a message. I wrote, like, the same message to four different people with the same name. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm trying to get in contact with my family. Literally, like, ten minutes later, they hit us back and was like, yeah, we know your mom, we know your brother. And literally the next day, we found his brother, we found his sister. He has a brother that was in prison at the time. Um, overnight, and they had told us they had been using Ancestry.com to try to find him for over 20 years. Wow. And next Thursday, yeah, next Thursday, his brother that we met in prison uh, will be coming home after serving. Did yeah, and that whole story on her phone died. Well, congratulations for finding that. The, oh, the my God, family. that's an amazing story, though. Absolutely. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. I Keep thought she was going to say that it was like her brother or something she found out. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we didn't get into the story, but we hoping it's good. All right. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Jamil Hill. Hey, what's up, y'all? A lot of congratulations in order since the last time we saw I you. I know. That's right. Let's see the ring. Oh. The engagement, hey. of course. You got Thank named you. Journalist of the Year by NAB. NAB. NAB J. NAB J. Oh, you say the J? I thought the J was solid. The <laughs> <laughs> J was solid. What? <laughs> I really did. The National Which was, Association of Black, Black Journalists. Journalists. Okay. Which was dope because I was in Detroit. Yeah, it was. They actually honored you and you're from Detroit. Mm-hmm. It was, it was very dope. And, um... 
I joined in ABJ actually when I was 16, and really? I joined it in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So that was the first time the convention had been there since I was a teenager. And so for me, joining in ABJ was life-changing. You know what I find very dope about you? The fact that you worked for such a big company at ESPN. And everybody was like, oh, why would you ever leave ESPN? <laughs> There's nothing after this. <laughs> right. And I feel like your name is bigger than that now. Well, that's a big compliment um, because ESPN is, you know, still in terms of sports media is still the premier destination. But it just, I just felt a pull and a calling to do more and mm -hmm. to do something else. There is a different sense of freedom that I have now that I didn't have before. Did you have a plan? Was it a plan? It was like, this is the plan I'm going to follow or was it one of those things where I'm just going to make it happen? Um, I had a plan. You know, I had sort of been thinking about life after ESPN uh, for a while. Like, at least, you know, it's like in a relationship, they always say that by the time you actually break up with somebody that you've been thinking about it for at least six months. Especially right. women, we've been broken but up. You know what I'm saying? So we the left the relationship away, a long time ago. Yeah. You ain't even dating us no more. You dating like our clone. Like oh, somebody. Well, tell me fellas how they know. How do we know? You still okay with me cheating. You just dating somebody's tethered and don't even know. It's like, you dating a hologram and you ain't even know it. You're just like, what's going on? So I guess I just started to kind of see things a lot differently. Um, I, I know a lot of people look at the stuff that happened with me and Donald Trump as the reason that I left, and that wasn't it. It actually had a total opposite a, a effect where an, an awakening occurred within me because of that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, huh, there, there's other content that's out there. And so I had already started a production company with one of my best friends. So in order for me to be able to produce and create, uh, I had to be kind of free from ESPN to do that. Um, the the podcast is something I hadn't really thought about. That was the really that was the one that was a bit of a, a curveball that kinda I hadn't in in this grand plan of my mm -hmm. podcast wasn't really in there. What made you That's do that? interesting though because I mean you got the unbothered podcast right. now, but you you and Michael Smith kind of popped we off because of hers. I know. Right. I know it seems odd to say that, but I hadn't really been thinking in that direction. And then you know, as the opportunity kind of arose to to work uh, with Spotify, I thought, oh yeah, that does kind of what make. What got you all back in that direction? What what made you think about? You know what? I'm gonna go back to that podcast. That podcast is starting to sound good. Well, I, well, one, I enjoy, I'm a podcast fan. You know, um, so I, I always think that it's such a it's a much more intimate platform than I think even being on a radio show. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know this too, as somebody mm -hmm. who podcasts is. When you sit down with people and you have them in this kind of enclosed environment and you guys are just in there kicking it, you learn so much about people and who they truly are. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be able to kind of delve into that and also just have some of the, the crazy conversations, much like you guys have on here every day. In mm -hmm. fact, um, I guess to pay you a huge compliment, I promise you I'm not sucking up to you just because I'm on your show, but what I had in mind once the podcast became real was a breakfast club type of atmosphere. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, so, cause like a messy room. Yeah. A messy room, no food. <laughs> well, the problem with podcasts is you can get too comfortable. Yeah, you can get too comfortable. <laughs> no, you can't. Mm -hmm. Just because the environment just lends itself to that. You don't have the commercial break stopping you. Yeah. Nobody with a bleep button. Like, right, none of and that. now you can say anything. You can say anything. That and you want to say. On the unleash on people. Because uh, I've definitely, when we had the His and Hers podcast, I definitely told some stories on that one where now I'm just like, I probably shouldn't have said that, but hey, now you know. Because it's also an opportunity for people to learn, um, you know, about you too. Would you have well Donald Trump guessing. on your podcast? To do what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, as a guest? Oh, uh, <laughs> mm. 
Nah. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, I've never been about that. So it's just certain people that are just banned from ever being on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like Candace Owens, like, I don't think I'd ever have her on. What's the um, point, right? It's not about, you know, I and I, there's a ton of conservative viewpoints I respect. Mm -hmm. Like, I love SC Cup. Like, I think she... Uh, even though I don't agree with See, everything that's the she difference says, respect though, because yeah. you respect that. Well, it's just, but it just feels her. to me, um, and I, you know that I just don't think that she really is that thoughtful, mm -hmm. um, and that it feels to me like she's playing a role. So I don't want to be a part of that. You don't just disagree with somebody like Candace. You feel like her comments aren't genuine. I just feel like they're not thoughtful, and I think she does a lot of trying to punch up to try to boost herself mm -hmm. and her platform. And I'm just. I would feel like she would be trying to use what I'm bringing to the table to boost herself in a way that I didn't think was credibly adding to the conversation. Well, you just gave us 60 seconds. She's about to, <laughs> she about to tweet you right now. She's about to tweet you right now. I don't care about that woman. So it's like, look, do, get it how you live, all right? That's not my responsibility. I'm not trying to take any money out of her pocket because I'm sure she will survive quite well right. without ever being gotcha. on Unbothered. All right, we got more with Jamil here. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Jamil Hill still in the building. Yee. Now, you recently wrote an article also about NFL players knowing their power. Mm. Do you feel like things are changing now within the NFL, like genuinely changing? Well, I, I still think um, that until they get fully guaranteed contracts, it's going to always be a certain struggle. But, look, I know a lot of people didn't like the way Antonio Brown left the Steelers. Uh, it was messy. You know, that was a really messy breakup. But at the same time, you have to understand the method to which why, to, to why he did it. And, you know, he didn't have any guaranteed money coming over the next three years. Mm. And uh, people have to understand that doesn't mean he wouldn't be getting paid, but it does mean that he could be out the door at any time. Right. Right? And we have all this energy for these players when they decide to leave or when they do what he do what he did and force a trade but there's no energy when an owner will cut somebody halfway through their deal i mean for business reasons for business reasons that's right. considered shrewd that's considered you know doing what's in the best interest of the team I mean, Justin Houston, I mean, he got cut by the Chiefs. I mean, he's halfway through a, a deal that was worth $106 million. Wow. And everybody said that was smart at Kansas City because he had been injured for the last couple years. So I think now NFL players are starting to get it. And what's really interesting to me is that they're looking at NBA players, and specifically they're looking at somebody like LeBron James, who has become his own empire. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to figure out, hey, how can I do something like that? Mm -hmm. So it was, to me, and I wrote about this, no coincidence that Antonio Brown was on the shop and then all of this kind of unfolds because I feel like a lot of NFL players not just him are trying to figure out how can we get this NBA money what but how can about, you though when the NBA's contracts are structured totally well, different to me like it, look the we will know if they really about that life when that CBA is up because mm. it, it, what happens is when the CBA is up Everybody starts thinking about, like, ooh, I don't have any checks coming in. You know, they out here living like they're going to make this money forever, right? And so they tend to fold at that time. And unfortunately, in the NFL, they've created a hierarchy system so that the players are almost fighting with each other. Like, I thought it was just real disrespectful that Le'Veon Bell's own teammates 
kept trying to jump in his pockets. You know, he's trying to hold out for something bigger. Mm-hmm. It, you know, his position is undervalued. Uh, he's one of the most dynamic offensive weapons in the NFL. And to have your own teammates basically say you shouldn't be fighting for what you're worth, yeah, that's, that's how they get undermined because they have figured out a way to divide and conquer. When you have quarterbacks making so much more money than everybody else, it's going to create a natural crabs-in-the-barrel system, and the owners have been successful. I just hope the players understand what the game is, and so when that CBA comes up, they need to stand together. You know, um, I'm sitting there. Why, why wouldn't you keep going, doing the His and Hers podcast? Because you were so successful with His and Her podcast right. with Michael Smith. Like, why not keep that going? Um, Look, I can't talk about players still under contract. Uh, <laughs> one of us you, is you, at you, ESPN, you, you, one of us is not. And you know, so logistically, we get it. Yeah. Right. So, and you know, you guys know how I feel about Mike, and we never, um, you know, when I said goodbye to ESPN, I think we always had the sense we would work together again. Um, and I still think that'll happen at, at some point. But uh, a lot of people who were fans of our podcast have asked, is it going to be a reunion of the podcast? Are you going to have Michael Smith on? I'm like, I would love to have Michael Smith on. But that's not up to me. <laughs> or is it up to Michael Smith? That's up to ESPN. So, But no, I don't. While he's still working there, it was it would be very unlikely that we would be able to do that. Is it hard to give honest opinions about somebody like LeBron now since y'all do a little business together? I, let me clear something up. I have never received any check on it that said sign, that was signed by LeBron James, okay? Not what about Maverick? Nary, not Maverick, not Rich Paul, not, not Gloria James, like you, you might get to the kids too, okay? Uh, you know, none of them. The kids, nobody. Savannah, none of them. Not None of their names have ever appeared on any check that I have. Um, but, look, I, I told this to the Atlantic just to, because um, it was something I agreed to do before I went to work mm-hmm. with them. So that's the, the other point to make. But I, t- I told them, uh, look, I trust you guys. And if LeBron does something and I come with a softball opinion, you guys will know it when you read it. And you wouldn't run it. And for that matter, I would have every, you know, you'd have every right to, to give me a firm talking to if I did it. Uh, but to give LeBron some credit, he's savvy enough understands how the media is he knows that if i had to you know write something critical about him that it wouldn't be coming from an unfair place you know i i mean i would feel like any criticism i would have from him uh have for him and this has always been the case whenever i've talked about him has always been fair Mm -hmm. right and so I, i think most athletes they can handle criticism as long as you're fair and you don't you know, sort of punch below the belt. It's but that not being personal, said, it's just about the game. <laughs> Precisely, with, as always. With that being said, LeBron, the Lakers, people are saying it's not a good fit and, and thinking about <laughs> Man, maybe was, LeBron look, should be on the Lakers. No. I, look, I, I'm not going to lie that they First told, time he didn't make the playoffs. Uh, in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going to lie. Like, they definitely didn't meet expectations. They were playoff bound before he got hurt. I think he was probably more hurt than people probably knew. Um, and he didn't tell me that, or but that's just my guess. Right. Uh, I think that they will do some significant retooling once this season is officially over. And I fully expect next season that they will make the playoffs. But it was just, I think it was just different as a basketball fan to see him in that place. Because not since his early Cleveland days have we seen that. I mean, these playoffs are going to be different to watch. 
without him in it, right. you know? And um, Yeah, without watching him lose again. <laughs> just, That's the truth <laughs> to the matter. Like, <laughs> look, he, he, look at the teams he has gone against, man. Like, I, I, I get it, you, you know? Beat him once, I'm just saying. Yeah, look, you know what the media does? The media overhypes LeBron, right? The media sets a bar for LeBron so high. They, okay. and they, like, does, and they don't overhype that, Because if you go back and watch when he signed to the Lakers, they were like, he's going to win 50 games, and they're going to go to the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. What about that roster made you think that? Yeah, I would not have gone that far. But yeah. I, I did think he they were at least playoffs. a playoff team. Yeah, I, so Maybe yeah, AC, I think they were a, a, a playoff team. And I think we just so used to LeBron creating, you know, something out of nothing, which he did a lot of times in, in Cleveland, that we, I think most people are wondering, um, and I've thought, I had this thought myself, is like, is this when the slowdown starts? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, he's defied the injury odds for the majority of his career, mm-hmm. uh, hadn't lost a step. But I have to say, when I watch him now, I mean, it does look, he looks a, a little slower. I think some of that is, again, because he's he's more hurt or was more hurt, hurt than people knew. And it's it's just age. It happens to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Does Melo retire? <laughs> or has he retired and nobody knows? I think the game might have retired him. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know. Isn't that just sad, though? Well, it is kind of sad to see him go out that way because I, I think... Uh, he's not trash. He was still dropping, what, 16, 18 points? He's no, not he, trash. No, he is not trash. But they're making it seem like he's trash, but which is foul. I, I think what it was is that for the role that maybe he wanted to play, the role you know, the, the, of being sort of still the star player, uh, that wasn't you know, sort of possible no anymore. No team, though? I, I think people just assume that if he isn't playing a significant part of the offense or, you know, if things aren't revolving around him, it's going to be hard for him to adjust. I hope he is able to come back because um, given how other players, like we talk to other players across the the NBA, they love him. Like he's very revered and he deserves a farewell tour. All right, we got more with Jamil Hill. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your best friend, a chance to win a trip to the Essence Music Festival, presented by Coca-Cola in New Orleans, July 5th through the 8th. Party at the nightly concerts featuring performances by Mary J. Blige, Nas, her, and more. To enter and view rules, visit thebreakfastclub.iheart.com. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Jamil Hill still in the building. Charlemagne. So are you getting that uh, Russell Turner? Because he referred to the player King as... Queen. Queen. Yeah. What, what was that about? So, um, uh, so this coach, I mean, a lot of people, we've we've obviously had a lot of conversation about coaches and their behavior toward players. You know, Tom Izzo, um, you know, the way that he interacted, uh, I think it was with his freshman, Aaron Henry, that became a big story. And, you know, I covered Tom Izzo for six years and known him for longer than that. And what people don't understand is that Tom is always okay with his players coming back at him. I witnessed him and Mateen Cleaves having many an argument on the sideline. Him and Zach Randolph, many an argument. And him and Draymond Green, same thing. That He respects players that fire back on him. Mm-hmm. So he's okay with that. With this coach, the reason I thought this was like really egregious is, uh, and admittedly, I'm more sensitive to it just because uh, I'm a woman, mm-hmm. but it seems like in sports, whenever... Uh, you know, coaches want to motivate, um, you know, young men. 
they do it by degrading women. You play like a you girl. You play like a girl. You whining like a girl. Mm. You crying like a girl. You doing this like a girl. And it's like, why we? Why do we always have to be the example of weakness? Now, I get that men are physically stronger than women. I understand that part of it. Um, but even when it comes to mental toughness, and last I checked, women were ones out here having babies, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> pulling very large human beings out of places and crevices that, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. We, we won't talk about mm-hmm. here. So women are tough. And so for, and just even what we would stand every day in society. And so for that to be your go-to um, insult, you know, it just, I just thought it wasn't befitting of a coach. On top of the fact, why are you talking to somebody else's players anyway? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. a real big no-no. You you know, sort of heckling somebody else's players or even having any conversation with them at all. So I, I just thought it was a, a bad look for that coach. And even saying go a woman plays like a girl isn't like an insult, though, because, I mean, if you ever watch the like WNBA, they're so fundamentally sound. <laughs> like, they're like, like, if that's okay, Tim Duncan played like, like a woman, too. Like they're, they're, he didn't mean it as a compliment. fundamentally sound. Like, it's not meant <laughs> you know, as a compliment. You're saying that because Tim Duncan is the bank shot king. And is that why? <laughs> he's just the big fundamental. The like, big fundamental. Yeah. So you're like, no, you can use it as a compliment but I just rarely hear it you know said that way because right. like one of that's not what he meant he that's didn't not mean, what it, he didn't he didn't mean it that way like uh, I think I think um it was in like a lot of rap songs I've heard this a lot of hip-hop songs or uh, you know when they say like you know jealous jealousy and pettiness that's a female, female trait, trait yeah. what Man, oh my God, y'all, y'all petty like jealous, and jealous. Nobody, jealous. Nobody, nobody, nobody more petty. This guy's <laughs> name is DJ Emmy. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm very petty. That's right. I'm like, right, wait, I'm how did we get, right. you know, how did we get the, the characteristics of being the only petty and, uh, you know, jealous ones or whatever. So it's just, that that stuff is, it, it really grinds my gears, no, as I they get say. It. I never even understood when guys call other guys like, I enjoy I love it. Like, that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? So why would I... I'm trying I to degrade you. just went in a you. whole nother direction. I'm just trying to degrade you. Why would I call you something I enjoy? But, yeah, like, we should call you a D. A right. Well, I'm just going to pass on this, uh, this part of it. So what can we look forward to on Unbothered? Uh, so, um, I'm, I mean, well, you can look forward to more of me. <laughs> there, there's that part of it. But great conversations. I got two... Um, amazing co-hosts, uh, which we'll announce later today. And um, we hope to have great guests. Um, in fact, I'm putting Charlemagne in the hot seat, so he'll be, be he'll, he'll be a guest on on, on Unbothered. So um, we, you know, just uh, a lot of the things that, you know, you guys observed, a lot of things people are talking about, you know, we want to bring that, you know, to the podcast environment. And, you know, people know my personality. I mean, they mm-hmm. see how I am on social media. And so you'll, you'll get that. Um, you know, some spicy hot takes. You'll get that as well. And so we're going to cover the gamut of, you know, sports, news, politics, pop culture, all those things, and just hopefully create an environment that's like a hang. You know, you guys have created a hang where people feel like, you know, even though it's very early in the morning that I'm I'm at the bar with some of my mm-hmm. best friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're discussing some of life's issues. We're yelling at each other, but it's all communal and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, everybody walks away with a good feeling. So I hope to to recreate something like that. Now, now your rhetoric uh, causes you to get a lot of threats. I do. <laughs> it causes a lot of controversy. Do you mm-hmm. ever think you'll get to a point where it's no longer worth the risk? No, I don't think so. Um, I think if you have a truth to tell, if, um, if you have, you know, uh, something that is like really seeped in, into your spirit, that you have every right to expose and to tell that truth. And a lot of the things that I say, and I bet you're probably at this point too, is that I'm so shocked at what people think is controversial. 
Oh my like, God. Like, I feel That's... like I don't even say anything all that controversial. Right. And they're like, oh, and then next thing I know, because uh, I can always tell when Breitbart writes about me. Uh, by the way, nobody from Breitbart will ever be <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> or Fox News. So there you go. There's okay, two gotcha. more to add to the list. Gotcha. Um, but no, it's just whenever I say something, I'm just shocked at what people consider uh, consider to be controversial. Like I was, you know, we were talking about the electoral college on Twitter, and that conversation was going. And I said, well, you know, part of the reason the electoral college exists, it was to preserve slavery. I thought literally everybody knew That's this. Sad. It's been written about a billion times. Historians, you know, constitutional mm-hmm. experts have all written this, and yet. It was blog post after blog post of me, you know, saying this about slavery. And, you know, whenever you invoke anything about slavery, it's just a controversy. So I I guess, you know, for me, it just I don't really care about um, the the controversies I create because most of the things that people consider to be controversial, I consider to be saying, hey, this, you know, iPhone cord is white. It's like, oh, okay. I thought everybody literally knew. What you say about white people? What you say about white people? (laughs) (laughs) It's always the things you didn't think was going to cause any problems that cause problems. Uh, And the things you think are going to cause problems, people like people don't even care. It just make you be like, let me just not even write anything. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, that's why I don't be on Twitter. Sometimes I want to say stuff, and I'm like, you know what? They're going to misinterpret what I'm saying. Let me just not even bother. It's not even worth it. Well, I mean, like, that's what I do because I'm just like, this is just going to be stupid. Especially, I don't feel like dealing with it because people. That's the one downside of Twitter is like it does not allow for a certain amount of uh, amount to be context uh, a certain amount of context uh, you know to be had I mean I thought probably the most controversial thing I, I've ever said is that Scarface is a trash movie right oh my god I was so, about to say rapper okay. right, what? Wrap no, no, not the rapper. no Scarface is trash yeah but everybody loves Scarface because you have when you look at the list of actors yeah. that are in it you know you got Michelle Pfeiffer Al Pacino I mean it's mm-hmm. just an inc- F. Murray Abraham it's an incredible collection of actors if I told you this list of actors is in a movie about a drug dealer trying to make his way out of Miami even though he in love with his sister and he was so I, y'all can at me, fight me, whatever he was. <laughs> um, so if I told you what the movie was about and who was in it, you say this movie is going to be outstanding. But you watch it, and I just have always thought that movie but was trash. Whack. Yes, trash. Oh, it's trash. Like, I never like Scarface. It's trash. I can name every Black Hood movie is better than Scarface. So anyway, that's Jamel got to leave. They've been tapping me. Right. For like She's got to go. Speaking juice. That's my hottest, the right. hottest of takes right there. I, I, I saved that all for you guys. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jamel. Yeah. No, launches when? Uh, it launches April fifteenth. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Father and Mary. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Steve. Steve Wilkos. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We missed you last time. I think it was supposed to come last it time. It was a snowstorm a or snowstorm. something. Yeah. yeah, so it would have took us about five hours to get down there, so we passed. Uh, so, so what is it now? Season 134 of this new <laughs> we show? We just finished season 12 yesterday. We had wow. a rap party last night, mm-hmm. and... I'm only able to be here this morning because I don't drink anymore. So. Oh, wow. No more drinking at all, huh? No, not after that DUI, DUI man. That, yeah. uh, that put a kibosh on you stopped that. stopped drinking it totally. Totally. Yeah, that, how, what, what's the status of that case? Is it hurts getting so, thrown out? Uh, yeah, so like anybody, if you're a first-time offender, you I had to go to 10 uh, court-mandated classes. I had to do uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. I had, you know, the breathalyzer on my car for six months. So my court date now is just my lawyer showing up. I completed everything, and then it, it's totally 
uh, thrown out, expunged, whatever. Insurance <laughs> must be super duper high now. Goodness. Well, let's not talk about that because they haven't caught on to it. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But at least nobody got injured, and that's, that's the main. You know what? Listen, I, I mean, I make light of it now because you know, uh, I mean, it happened. I made a terrible, terrible mistake, and I, I make no excuses. But you're right. Like it could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I could have ran somebody over. Uh, could have gotten into an accident. Thank God, I, I didn't even really hurt myself. Um, you crashed into a few uh, poles. Uh, yeah, and three telephone poles and my car. If you saw my car, you can Google it. Um, it's amazing that you know I'm here. So the wildest headline it said. I saw a headline that said uh, Steve Wilkos admits the line about car crash. Like who tells the truth? First of, all, <laughs> first of all, who did I lie to? They say I lied to TMZ. And yeah. I'm like, when when is it the law that you have to tell TMZ anything? Like, yeah. First of all, somebody gave TMZ my phone TMZ number. TMZ got everybody number. Uh, Harvey called me the next morning. Well, I did have some brain injury. I had bleeding on a brain. and, Ooh, and yeah. wow. So he called me the next morning. I don't even remember talking to the guy. So what I said to him, I have no recollection. Um, but then he was like, oh, well, you lied to me. And I'm like, well, who, who the f*** are you? <laughs> like, and I've been nice with Harvey. I've been cool. Yeah. Like, our show's launched at the same time. But I'm like, it's like Steve Wilco's lied. I'm like, okay, I went to court and I pled right. guilty in front of a judge. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't lie to anybody, right? Yeah. You know, he's not so. your judge and jury. Exactly. So It's interesting to go from covering all these stories that are in the headlines and then now to have to be a headline yourself. I'm yeah, sure that's it's embarrassing. Difficult. And, you know, because uh, I've never been in trouble in my life, mm-hmm. you know, other than being a kid. Um, you know, and I, I, I do a show where I try to be a role model and, you know, people look up to me. And to have that kind of letdown, was, it's, it was tough, you know, and, and for my kids to be exposed to that, uh, that's the worst part of it. Were you going through anything that night or it was just a recreational decision? No, uh, no. In fact, I knew, you know, I'm 55 now, so that was a couple, a couple years ago. Not that, like, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not any of those things. I've never done, never done a drug in my life. But I knew alcohol was becoming an issue in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, just drinking too much. Never drank before shows or anything like that. Tonight. But on the weekends, man, I just drink it too much. And I, I just gave it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that day, my kids were gone. My wife went to work. And it was like the championship day where the two AFC, NFC games. And I was going to have a card game at my house. And I bought uh, alcohol for my friends to come over. Game fell apart. I was home alone. And I made a terrible decision to start drinking that day. I didn't drink in over a year. I got really messed up. And, and, and truthfully, I wish I could tell you where I was going, where I was coming from. I have no idea. I was that yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It said that you, you said also that you were dealing with bouts of depression at times. Well, I, I, I have been uh, for probably like the last 10 years. Uh, really bad crippling depression. Like when I first moved out here 10 years ago, you know, the move from Chicago to uh, Stanford, the pressure of the show. Uh, at that time, I only had one year left on my deal. You know, you worry about a million things. Uh, so, I mean, I, I weigh 250 now. Well, then I, I dropped under 200, which wow. looked like I had cancer. And I've been battling it on and off. But the good thing is, since I've stopped drinking... No more depression. Wow. Ooh, See, that's yeah. interesting. So people yeah. have to be aware of what they put in their body because yeah. a lot of times that does affect your I, mental I've health. never, since I've gone through this, and listen, man, if I could go back in time, I would never do it again. But I made a mistake, and, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, this is life. Like, if, if you can't move past your mistakes, you know, I, I regret it. But like you said, thank God I didn't hurt anybody else. I can deal with the fact that I just screwed myself up. Right. But the truth of it is, I struggled with sleep. Uh, pressure, dealing with the show and everything these nature. 
and I probably dealt with a lot of it with alcohol. Well, now that I gave up alcohol, I've never been happier in my life. Uh, I, I, I sleep great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of these things that caused me uh, problems, it really cleared up since I stopped drinking. Any therapy? I did uh, see a therapist for a while. I yeah. went talked about things and... You know, like some a lot of issues were getting to me on the show. Like we deal with a lot of child molestation and uh, really hard cases. Yesterday we did a show about uh, this little kid that, you know, the the father broke the the two month old baby's ribs. Baby ended up dying. It's just you know, so we get heavy at times. And 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 so it's like everybody's talking to me and they want their problems solved. And I like. I didn't even realize it. Well, you I don't got nobody to talk right. to. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like everybody, like who, who's mm-hmm. going to help me, man? I always you know? say that. Who does the go-to person go right. to? So, yeah. So some good came of it because then I realized, hey, man, I, I need to talk to someone. Yeah, I was Ooh. thinking that there's a lot of issues that come up on your show that I'm sure you have to think about after the show as yeah. a human being. You try to. You try to turn it off, um, but it's hard. Just like when I was a policeman, I really never really took the job home. But there was times you do. Like, you see such horrific right. stuff or you hear... And it plays in your brain, and it does take a toll on you. you I saw the case of Alexis Scott because that was a huge case. Yeah. And she's missing. She was missing. And she actually, the family had to come on the show and one of the people that was a suspect. Yes. Uh, So we did that. We just taped that probably two or three months ago. And, you know, and and the good thing with the family, we're helping them. We ran them some PSAs. But, you know, you do those type of stories. and, uh, And the worst part about it is, you know, I have this crazy thing that when I'm hearing these stories and then I think about like my own kids yep. and like oh my god if this happened to my and oh I but, hate that give right. me anxiety like a mother right you I know and then it. it's like you got you got to say stop that because it's not happening it's not gonna you know because if you you think that way you you drive yourself crazy I do that all the time I call I call it parental paranoia like I see something on the news happen to somebody else's right. child and immediately start thinking about my own if kids. that happened to you absolutely right? and then how would life go on? All right, we got more with Steve Wilkos. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Steve Wilkos. Now, what's going on in Chicago? You're an officer in Chicago. Yeah. What's going on with the, with the Jesse Smollett case? When you see <laughs> that, Smollett. it just seems well, like they, Chicago. Well, I'll tell you, when this first went <laughs> down, I said, man, that case is bullshit, man. Because mm. it just makes no sense. But... Everybody's so outraged about what's happening now, but he didn't kill anybody. Right. Yeah. He didn't rob anybody. Yeah. So my thing is, like, like what they're saying is, like, this is the way we handle a lot of cases, 5,700 okay. cases. And it's true. I know people are pissed off and everything, but, like, the guy, he's going to pay a price no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, you're not going to put the guy in jail. So do you really want to put this to a trial and waste any more time on this? I guess it's a high-profile case for them. But, but right, he's high-profile. If he was Joe Schmuckatelli, nobody would care about this. And I don't care about it. I mean, like I said, this guy, when you're, like I said, my own situation, right? I have the, oh, yeah, I had a DUI. But, you know, it is what it is. And you're trying to move forward. He's going to have a hard time moving on from this because he's convicted and the court of opinion, right? right. Court of public, public opinion, yeah. Public opinion. And Rahm Emanuel, you know, people don't realize his brother is Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel. Biggest agent in Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm with that agency, so. Yo, <laughs> come on, imagine that dinner meeting. Rahm yeah. pissed off, and Ari's yeah. like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. But yeah, I mean, I don't see a problem with what they did. Like, first of all, you know, he, the one thing they should have got him saying is, you got to apologize, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to make this all go away. I have no problem with that. But he's um, saying he still didn't do it. The charges were dropped. Uh, but you know. see, the one thing you'll see, 
he's not. First of all, who's giving up ten grand if you didn't do something? Absolutely, I ain't giving up ten grand. And then you're doing community service. Well, you know you did something, you're right? Guilty, yeah. And and then the other thing is is if if this is true, like he was railroaded, the cops did this. Wouldn't you sue? You'd be suing the city because everybody yeah. sues the city. And if it was true, wouldn't the brothers be in trouble because they attacked him? Because right, like, they're lie, being yeah. very they're quiet. Not, they're not getting arrested. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is all going to go away. Part of the KC. Right. But if this, if this he really got railroaded, he'd be suing the city because everybody else. Well, he ain't suing the city. Now, you were an officer, too, when, I, uh, when the first R. Kelly tape came out. And, and you know he- what's crazy? Our old executive producer in Chicago... They brought R. Kelly in in the late 90s. They were talking about some deal about doing a show with them. And, like a TV you know, show? Yeah. Really? This was like 1997, 98. What, to catch a predator? <laughs> Shut up, man. Well, but, up. The, but, but what was crazy was here I was still on the police department when I was working on Springer. And all the guys that worked under me were all cops. And we're all like... What the hell is this dude doing here? And back then we knew he was a child predator. Right. It was a well-known thing. And I thing. was like, hey, man. And, and I was like, do we, like, uh, if anything goes down with this guy, like they do a show, I don't want nothing to do with it. Like, I'm not running security. I'm not doing anything. You know? How was he protected for so long, though? It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, because everybody knew, but he was just. Well, well, like- why, well, why was Michael Jackson protected? You know, I mean, I guess if you, I mean, truthfully, if you're rich, uh, very, you know, successful and people love you, I mean, you can do whatever you want, right? I think Michael was innocent, though. I mean, maybe, but. Uh, he's certainly guilty of having underage children sleeping in his bed. Yeah. At the very least. Who yeah. does that? Yeah. Whose parents allowed that at the time? But he always said he would sleep on the floor, though. That's the thing that people would First of all, we're grown men, right? Yeah. Are you going to have an 11-year-old buddy that's not your son? No. <laughs> exactly. Who, who hangs out with and children? And then you know already that people are watching you for those things. So wouldn't you say, let me just stop doing these things? Well, right. After the first trial, you go through that, right? And you're found not guilty. Woo, hallelujah, right? You, well, Let me you, chill out. Why would you ever right. go back to hanging out with kids after that, right? Like, I mean, I watched that Neverland series uh, with those two guys. I mean, they come across as very credible. But they you lied know. before, though. But as weren't they lying for him? Yeah. Now, kids lie all the time, right? But they lied twice. He lied to kids and right. lied again when they were 20s. Right. Oh, allegedly lied. If you don't know. I mean, right. I, and that's the thing. It's like... But then the, 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 the girl guys, took the stand against the, R. But, Kelly, but, but, oh, lied for but, him also. Uh, right. And, and, was, and I, listen, R. Kelly's still alive. So if he did a crime, you can you can punish this guy mm-hmm. if he committed a crime. Michael Jackson's dead. There's mm-hmm. no punishing this guy. So it's kind of beating like a dead horse, right? You think R. Kelly I mean, would get away this time? Because it seems like they're dropping the case and dropping the ball again. I think it's going to be hard to prove. Really? Yeah. They I got do. four witnesses and tapes. No, they did too before. And they but these tapes, that he's saying they're ages, like the girls yeah. for allegedly the the on the tape. And he can say I was role playing, right? I mean, <laughs> but we we also re- failed to realize the first time he was on trial for child pornography. This time yes. he's on trial for actual sexual assault. I just I would fi- I if I was a buddy man, I'd say he's going to get off. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Now listen, let me ask you this: So we see the interview that Gail King did. With R. Kelly. I didn't see it, Record breaking. Uh, Would you have had R. Kelly on the Steve Wilco oh, show? Damn right. Him, Jesse, get them all on. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody that you would say, I I would never talk to that person? Pro- probably not. If it's that where you would say that about somebody, that's a ratings booster, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then listen, man, my show, like any show, if you're in it for the ratings. I don't care what anybody says. So, you know, you get somebody like that, that would be a huge... First of all, nobody like that's going to come on my show and take a lie detector test. There ain't no way in hell. I mean, now Chelsea's, he's dropped charges. 
Come on my show, take a lie detector test, mm-hmm. whether you set this up. You would never. Never. How credible are lie detector tests? Because people always I say think, they know how to beat it. Well, put it this way. My son did a school project, science project, right? So he did on lie detector tests, and he came in with my guy, Dan Ribikoff, and he did the, you know, tests and stuff, and, asked, and it was 100%. You know what I mean? So, like, would I ever take one? Hell no. I mean, I would never take one. Why? What are you hiding? Why would you hide? No, yeah, what are you it's hiding, not, It's not that I'm hiding anything, but, like, if it came where, like, you know, would you let anything in your life that's important to you fall into the hands of a lie detector test? No, nah, not if it's not accurate. That's you know? what I'm saying. Like, I'll say this. I did beat a lie detector test when I was younger. I had to take a lie detector test. And I lied on that thing. What were you what lying you about? I really don't want to get into that right now. We Harvey, have to know Harvey this. Harvey said you lied, Steve. <laughs> uh, You're a habitual liar, Steve. You <laughs> said you lied, Steve. <laughs> After I had bleeding out of the brain, I just got distracted. Who knows what I said. But, yeah, so I took a lie detector test and I beat it. You know. And, and How'd you beat it? Because they tell you, like, if you breathe normally. They, so, I'll tell you this. I was a young guy. And I was working somewhere, and some something went down. Mm-hmm. I was not involved, but I knew what happened. Right. Okay? I knew what happened. So the company came in, they brought in a lie detector. So I came into work, and they're like, oh, you're taking a lie detector test. Well, immediately, I crumbled. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. you know? <laughs> but, like, so they called in, like, three or four other people before me, and then when it came to me, I was already calmed down. So then when I got in there, the guy goes... I had my high school jacket on my thing, and he goes, oh, you go to Lane Tech? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, I went there, too. So right off the bat, the guy's putting me at ease, you know? And then I just went on, I lied. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, Basically, I lied to that nice I guy. Lied, I lied <laughs> because I didn't want to be a rat. Right. No snitching. Ooh. Right. Okay. I didn't want to be a rat, and I just didn't, I, I really didn't even want to be involved. And some of the dudes that I would have to say about, they were scary guys, right? Got you, got you. And right. I don't want nothing to do it's with like that. like a blue wall of silence but thing? R- cops don't take lie detector tests. I, I Ooh, never was Really? They've never had to do that? I, now, I was on the job for 12 years. I never... Wow. All right, we got more with Steve Wilkos. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Steve Wilkos. What do you think about snitches, too, with you being a cop? Because you just said that. Because I know a lot of cops feel like... Well, maybe you shouldn't put it this way. Crime too. Well, here's the thing, and I, I'll be honest. When I was a cop, like I saw stuff that was wrong, but I also didn't in the want police to, force, right. right? And I, but I mean, honestly, I didn't want to look over my shoulder my whole career either, right? Mm. You know, like you go on some crazy thing, and then you end up with a bullet in you, you know. So I wasn't, you know, I, I was, I, I could sit here and, and tell you honestly, I never did anything wrong as a cop. Uh, I never brutalized anybody. I never uh, took money or anything like that. But, yeah, I saw funky stuff, mm-hmm. but I just kept my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Does that bother you to this day? Like, man, that's kind of messed up that somebody ended up in a situation all because, and I know it was wrong, but I I never did anything, anything where it put somebody behind bars or anything or restricted somebody's freedom, mm-hmm. N- nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have any regrets. I mm-hmm. did what I needed to do to get through that job. And All congratulations, right. by the way, on your success for your show and for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You and Jerry talk about the success that you've had. Well, yeah, and he, you know, it's and it's great for Jerry because he gets paid off my show. Yeah, you know, because he obviously I got spun off. He gets a piece of it, but uh, you know, it's it's crazy to for 
you know, it's like if you had a security guy out here, you know, and then all of a sudden he would have his own show. And he actually does he, have a yeah, security guy who has his own show. show. <laughs> 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 it's happening. It's happening. You know, it is a crazy story, right? Like, you know, I went there to work one day. How many people thought it wasn't going to work? How many people was like, oh, yeah, it'll never work? The only person who probably believed in it was me and my wife. Not even Jerry? You know what? At that time, I don't even remember talking to Jerry about it. Like, that's how, like, it was a whirlwind. Like, one day I was, you know, security guard pulling people's pants down. And next day Whoa. I know, well, you got your own show. And and that time in my life was such a blur. You know what I mean? Like, you're promoting a show. I'm trapped. Like, I get done taping. I was going on the streets of Chicago taping street segments, then getting on a plane and going to Knoxville, Tennessee to promote the show. And... You know, so that time in my life, I don't have a lot of vivid memories because it was just Work. a whirlwind and a blur. And, Who do you, you know, remember talking to, Steve? And why were you pulling people's pants down? Because Springer Show, it was like being in high school, right? I mean, we'd do any... It was so much fun because there was no rules. You didn't come in. There was no script. You just did whatever. And, and I remember there was this big fat guy. He was standing on the edge of the stage. <laughs> and I went behind him and I pulled his pants down and he had no underwear on, man. Oh, my God. And, but he ended up suing and they ended up. <laughs> wow, you got me too? Yes. <laughs> me yeah, too. basically. And, and, There's and a like, lot of things you can't, can't do, do now. now. Like, that, yeah. my, the lawyers came in from New York and oh I had to sign gosh. this, like, reprimand. And it was like. When they asked you why you did it, what did you say? I said, because it's the Springer show. That's what we do. Yeah. I mean, right. was, you know. People got to sign a disclaimer. We don't know what might happen. And then I ran into the guy that I pulled his pants on. I ran him into Kansas City and, you, you know. pulled his pants down again. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled your pants down again. Was that awkward? And then he pulled them back up and left my hotel Why room. Why did he have on underwear? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, Steve. Now we know how you've been on for 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have on any underwear? That's weird. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's the thing about the Springer Show. It's like, why why did anything happen? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think back now, and I'm like, how the hell did we get away with that stuff, man? I mean, we had people defecate on themselves on stage. Oh, my God. One girl's tampon fell out or ghosted or whatever. You know, why didn't she have underwear on, right? Like, right. you know, come on. Unless it was so bloody, it slid out. All right. I feel like ever so often you question all of this, Steve. You're like, what the f is happening? I, I say all the time, when I think about, like, I was just saying out here, when I was on the Springer Show, and I, I eventually left the police department, so I was just working on the Springer Show. And me and my wife had a condo downtown Chicago on the Gold Coast. We lived within a mile of NBC Tower where we taped the show. The show was the biggest show in the world at one time. I mean, that was the funnest time of my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I didn't have pressure on me because it right. wasn't my show. Right. I was this goofball that was getting paid a lot of money to be a sidekick on the show. So I just had fun all the time, you know? Yeah. And it was it was the best time of my life. Yeah, you know? So you haven't had fun in 12 in. years is what you're saying. <laughs> it's not the same kind of fun. Right. Wow. You have responsibilities. Uh, and I wouldn't even say it's fun. It's it's my job. It's work. Yeah. So you got an exit plan? He's good. No. I, I wish I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't have one because uh, I, 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 you know, I work two days a week. I finished taping yesterday. I don't go back until August. Okay, so what do you do during that time? Your vacation and have fun. Uh, well, my my son's a uh, baseball player, so uh, he's on three different travel teams, and I'm going to be traveling all summer with him, watching him play. Uh, my daughter, you know, I have a 16 year old daughter. I have to keep, you know, you about to go to college soon. 
Yeah, we're doing that now. We're doing the I college did last tours. Week. Yeah, I did the college tour last week. Yeah, so... Um, what HBCUs you want to go to? She wants to go to California. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, US, she wants to go to USC and UCLA. And it was funny. We were at USC. dinner right before My Christmas. Wants to go there too. And the guy goes, well, you got to write a check for 250000 <laughs> other than the tuition. I said, no, man, I'm not doing that. Can like, really said that to you? <laughs> I'm like, no, so you man. was about to be on the news with Uncle right, Becky. But I, I'm like, no, man, I'm not writing that check. I'm like, <laughs> you know, so. Who was the guy? They asked you that plain out? It was a buddy of mine who was dealing with Singer. Yeah. Wow. But Singer was so busy. You almost got even caught take, up. No, because I said. I know. I, I didn't even know what was going on. I said I ain't write the you check. you like, come on, that's ridiculous. You got to just get is, in. If you got to pay, like, she probably shouldn't be there, right? Absolutely. Like, what's the point, you know? So. I didn't, I didn't know they just straight up ask you for the money like that. Well, he was saying that this is the way it goes down. Right. Wow. I wasn't really asked, but they were like, okay, if you want your daughter to get in USC, this is what you got to do. And some parents might have been like, okay, so put me in touch. Like, how can nah, I make sense? Nah, not me, man. I wonder if they only do that to celebrities or is that how it's going down with everybody? They need to make sure it's people with no, money. No, it's people with money. I think yeah, it's celebrities. Yeah. with money. It's people with money. It don't have to be a celebrity, yeah, though. Yeah, just anybody that has money. He's not a celebrity, and, but he's very wealthy. And so, so when you saw that whole scandal happen with all of them, you was like, I, that's what... Well, I told my buddy, I go, man, you almost got caught up. Yeah. Because his son is ready to go to college now. And he showed me, he goes, he sent me the thing. He goes, this is the guy I'm dealing with. And wow. it was Singer. Sheesh. But Singer was so busy, he couldn't even deal with my friend at the time. He was getting so much other money. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, so... He's turning down it's, checks. It's, it's you think crazy. Singer's a jerk for that? Is he what? A jerk for that. I don't know if he's a jerk. Yeah. Um... I mean, listen, man, money screws people up. And, it if, and does. I mean, the guy's pulling in $25 million or whatever it is. I mean, I don't know how much he was keeping because I know he had to pay a lot of people off. But, you know, again, it's like going, like, yeah, I feel bad for the kids that got passed over because some rich kid got mm -hmm. in. But, you know, if you're making $25 million a year or something, you're not killing anybody or selling drugs. I mean, probably pretty powerful attraction there. Yeah. Well, Steve, thank you for joining us. Steve Wilkos. It's Steve thank Wilkos. You. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? On April 5th, just say the word Shazam, and you'll find out. Shazam is the ultimate wish fulfillment movie about a kid named Billy Batson who transforms into a superhero with just one word. Shazam. In theaters, April 5th. Time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Yes, Donkey of the Day is going to Chiquita Jenkins and John Chapman of Alabama. Now, who in here don't play about their food? Raise your hand. I don't play about my food. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love food. All right. Uh, I, I don't like Only certain kinds. I don't like when I got something to eat and somebody asked me for some, especially if we're in the same restaurant. If you like what I got, then you should have ordered it, you damn self. I tell that to my kids and wife all the time. Uh, it's the worst. I it's like sharing. Worst. My food is my food. Uh, <laughs> I'm very protective of my food, but mm -hmm. I thank God I have never been in a position where there wasn't enough to eat for everybody because I can see where that can lead to problems. Food is essential to life, okay? We all got to eat. And when people are hungry and it's not enough to eat for everyone, that's how problems start. Sometimes those problems can be violent. This is the case of Chiquita Jenkins and John Chapman, who are enjoying a meal at a five-star restaurant in Alabama. Alabama, okay? <laughs> Alabama, okay? Enjoying a meal at a five-star restaurant in Alabama called Meteor Buffet. 
All right, dropping the clues bombs from Meteor Buffet. Never been there, but it sounds amazing. I love buffet restaurants. I grew up off them, okay? Golden Corral, Ryan's. All right, what you know about that, all right? Plates were $10.98 at the Meteor Buffet, and it must have been crab leg night. Let me tell you something. If you go to a buffet where crab legs or garlic crabs are being served down south, you might need to bring your pistol. All right, because things can get hectic, and this story I'm about to tell you is proof of that. Let's go to WHNT 19 News for the report. There's a woman who's beating a man. Plates are shattering everywhere. A fight was happening in the food line. The sound that Officer Johnson was hearing was tongs clashing. The Meteor Buffet diners were eagerly awaiting the next tray of crab legs coming out of the kitchen. Everyone was saying that they cut me in line. Police arrested John Chapman and Shakita Jenkins, who was eating at the buffet with her kids. They had been waiting there for the crab legs for a good 10 plus minutes. So when they finally came out, it's very uh, heated, especially if someone's taking more than their fair share. Chapman is looking at a disorderly conduct charge. Jenkins is facing third degree assault. Both people could end up paying a few hundred dollars in fines, which is well above the 1058 a plate charge at Meteor Buffet. Drop on the clues bombs for life. I love life, man. Life is just amazing to watch. Now, I've never been a big crab leg guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that sounds crazy coming from a black man from the low country of South Carolina, but I've never liked fighting to get in my food. It's a struggle to get in those crab legs, okay? I like my crab meat already deshelled, all right? It takes a lot of work to crack the code of those crab legs. I understand why people do it because, you know, it's a good bonding experience. You're sitting around, you're cracking the crabs open, crabs open, you're talking, you're dipping it in the butter. I get it, but I just don't like fighting to get in my food. And I have never fought over my food. Now, I really shouldn't have to explain to my audience why this story is stupid. I shouldn't have to explain why they are getting the credit they deserve for being stupid by getting donkey of the day today. These people went to jail. The money they will use to pay bondsmen, lawyers, fines could have been used to buy crab legs for the whole hood, for your whole family. Call it crab legs at that. Learn to share, people. It's a buffet. Look out for your fellow neighbor. If it's 10 crab legs, you get five and I'll get five. If you want more than five, then go to the grocery store. Y'all growing as hell, fighting over crab legs. It's never that serious. How do you as an adult explain to your kids that their mom and dad Aunt or grandpa is in jail because they had combat over crustaceans. Some don't care today just sell themselves. Please give Chiquita Jenkins and John Chapman the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. I get it, though. Now I mean, you get it because you understand crab legs. You know what I'm saying? Angelie's never had crab legs. Never. I mean, seafood. You know, but uh, I, I, it's a reason that on Revolt TV we didn't show the pictures of the people because today is a great day to play Guess What Racing! All right. You got a few clues here, people. Okay. Chiquita Jenkins. Oh, black. John Chapman. White. All You Can Eat Buffet. Alabama. 1058 a place. Guess What Race it is! Angela Yee, let's start with you. What race do you think Chiquita Jenkins is? I'm gonna say they were African American. Damn, oh, you think damn, damn. You think both of them, Chiquita and John, were African American? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh Envy, what yes, about sir. you? Chiquita, definitely black. Okay. Uh John, white. Shake it off, really? shake it off. 
And I'm going to tell you what happened. Jakita was waiting in line for 10 minutes. John okay. tried to jump her in front of her in the line. White and Jakita, privilege. And Jakita gave her the business. That's what I think. So you think it's an interracial skirmish? I do. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Let's see who's right. Well, come on, DJ Envy, you are correct. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. See, that's the only reason you got to fight for your food. I'm standing in line for 10 minutes, and this old man trying to cut me and just going to try to take my food. We got their mug shots up on Revolt I knew it. TV right now. I got fooled because his last name was Chapman, and I thought Tracy Chapman, and she's black. Why would y'all think that Chiquita Jenkins was black, though? I don't know. Chiquita. It was a guess. You're only a black person would name their child after a banana. I'm. You're absolutely. No, that's Chiquita. Right. Isn't it Chiquita? And, and the Jenkins Chiquita? at the end. Is, is, is a, that's a common slave master's last name. That's a common slave master's last name. Okay. I knew it. Chiquita Jenkins. I knew it. Sorry. I you know what you say. It's not a stereotype if it's true. Damn, damn, damn. Yes. Chiquita Jenkins and John Chapman. Chiquita's black. John is white. See, I'm not mad at that. Yes. Don't try to cut me in line. I've been waiting for 10 minutes, me and my family, mm-hmm. for this this crab night. They only do crab night once a month. That's right. All I want is some crabs. Do I come to your quiche night, Mr. <laughs> white Man, and bow and bull guard your line with, with a bunch of mayonnaise quiche? That's right. Out, out, on, out on the buffet, huh? Don't, don't try to cut me. You're going to get these hands. All right, Charlamagne, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, sir. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's still kicking it with Ha Ha Davis. Geezy. In real life, when things happen to you, do you say, this is going to be so funny when I go on Instagram and post a video like when you had unprotected sex and you was burning? No, I... Did you say, this is going to be so funny on social media? Yeah, I don't even... I don't laugh. No, it was a video. Uh Uh-oh. You got burned before? I ain't been burnt before. Not yet. Not okay. wood. Me not, not yet. Never had that in my life. That's not wood you're knocking on. Oh, oh this, ain't, this marble. He it's not marble either. He wants you to knock on some wood. You knock got some wood for him to knock on? Granted. You kinky, man. <laughs> he, hey, Charlamagne here acting unusual. You kinky, man. <laughs> <laughs> you kinky, bro. He acting unusual. You kinky, man. You kinky, man. I'm flabbergasted. Oh, man. He's acting unusual. But, um... But, like, do you think that? Because I know sometimes things happen and it could be a bad situation, like being high on edibles, and uh, you think to yourself, this is going to be funny later on. To be honest, I don't laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself funny. Not all the time. Some stuff I, I watch back, be like, that's funny. But I'm saying in real life things happen that could be unfortunate things, but it's uh, actually funny, like, in your head. Because I know it has to be something in you that says, okay, yeah. this is a crazy day I'm having, but this is going to be funny when I put it on social media. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, it's relatable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I done, been have, I done been on that level of high to where I thought I was going to die. I couldn't feel my chest. I couldn't feel my throat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, that's hilarious. Because when you come down from that high, <laughs> you nervous at the time. When you come down, you're like, man, that's funny. It's here. I was high as hell on my mind. <laughs> Yo, so yeah, definitely. Who you was smoking with? I don't smoke with the best of them. Snoop, Snoop, I, I I can't smoke with Snoop no more. Yeah. Yeah, because Snoop had, Snoop, ain't, his weed not from here, though. Like, yeah, you feeling like an alien or something. You, you outside waiting on a UFO or something. Like, Snoop weed just different. Mm-hmm. It's different. Well, you, you met Snoop via social media, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I met all the celebrities through my social media. And y'all like, y'all cool, cool. Yeah, Snoop like my mentor. So anything I need, like any information I need, like if I'm finna go do something, I call Snoop like, hey, Snoop, should I do this? Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, yeah, nephew, you should do that. You ever get worried about telling jokes now with everybody being so sensitive about things now? Yeah. I, I try to stay, stay away from I stay, the jokes we, like, if you heard some of the stuff me and comedian Blackberry talk about at home, we be wondering why we can't say that on stage because we know people not going to accept it. Mm. So you got to keep the jokes clean because people are real sensitive. They are sensitive. But back in the 90s, early 2000s, you can say whatever the hell you wanted to say. How you know? I mean, I mean, just watch like the shit that, that Bernie Mac used to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernie yeah. Mac ain't had no filter. No he filter. said That's what he felt. 
You know what I'm saying? But now you can't say some of that. People be like, oh, why you? It's this. So, you know, yeah, the climate change. Keep, the culture, yeah. It was a culture shift, really. Yeah, so you got to keep it clean. It's interesting because yeah. it was a point where internet comedians didn't get respect from the more traditional stand-ups. Now the yeah. more traditional stand-ups mm-hmm. are utilizing the internet more. What do right. you think of that? Um, For me, like I, that's why I didn't step off into stand-up when I first started because I didn't want them to think we just we just thought we can jump on stage after they've been putting in that grind for 15 mm-hmm. to 20 years. And they still they still feel they, they type of way about us coming off the internet as fast as we did two, three years on the internet. Now we we, we celebrities now out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. um, for me, you know, I, I try to, I try to, I still respect the culture because comedy dying, like we, comedy is dying. Why y'all be saying that? Comedians so. are the richest motherfuckers out here. No, I just feel like- Only the top echelon ones. There's yeah, just, a lot of people who are striving to be in that space. I want to know why you think comedy dying though. I don't know. I just feel like it ain't what it used to be. I just don't feel like, like what's, like I don't remember, what's the last hit sitcom you've seen on TV? Sitcom? Blackish? Blackish, yeah, I would say okay, blackish. Okay, blackish, okay, blackish. Brownish? Or, name one more. I mean, you could say Roseanne, but I wasn't into that. You know what I'm saying? Fresh I off mean, the boat. Look, Marlon had his series and Marlon, Little Marlon, Gerard, right. Carl Michael. I mean, I don't, but those, those weren't necessarily hits, but they were right. good. I'm talking about like, I mean, like I, I can't say I was in that era, I'm, but I'm talking about like when Martin was, was going on, Jamie yeah. Foxx, Fresh Prince. Martin is still all, a classic. Right, all of all, those you can still Martin watch. Martin still come on to this day. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, right, I think that ended in like 1990. That's almost... 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the the genre of comedy has moved on to something else. Like, right. Kevin Hart is killing it out here. Dave Spells are killing it. Chris Rock's still killing it. Yeah. It's moved on to what y'all doing. Now. I think he's talking well, about sitcoms I'm and things about like, like that. I'm talking about, like, TV-wise. Yeah. Like, the internet pop. Like, there's no internet in color. Internet pop, yeah. You got no. rail on Chappelle right now. I'm saying, yeah, all these shows. Oh, we have way more shows. Exactly, this should be way we more should. than what, be, like. And they should be huge. They should be huge. I mean, it depends what you. I don't know what y'all call sitcom. Like, cause you got Insecure, you got Atlanta. Those I think he means on comedies. basic, like, television, is, is, is not Insecure on Insecure a sitcom? So if you're talking about basic yeah. television. I never, I never. I don't think Atlanta's a if comedy. You're about basic, Atlanta's, a comedy. Atlanta's a comedy, yeah. for sure. If you're talking, about, if you're talking about basic television, then you had Rel, you had The Carl Michael Show, you had Blackish, you had Fresh Off the Boat, mm-hmm. you had. I never seen Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, those, like, those are good shows. I gotta, I gotta check that one out. I gotta mm-hmm. check that one out. But for me, I just feel like it—it it ain't what it used to be. I don't know, cause I guess cause when you see all these shows that's still airing from 25 years ago, you just yeah. like, damn, what happened? I'm not gonna sit there and argue with you and say that the quality is the same as it was back then. I just like the new wave. Like I said, look, think about somebody like Justin Hilarious. Think about DC yeah. Young Fly. Think about, think about yourself. Oh yeah, the last OG. Yeah. Like is it's on. a new wave of comedians. Yeah. You know I mean, the mean? internet. The internet is the new is the new sitcom. We it, all all the comedy is on the internet now. Yeah, you know. And DC and Jess on TV now and in movies. Yeah. Shout out to them. them you homies. and Jay doing a movie. Yeah. Me and Jay got something special coming too. See how you try to throw that out? Yeah, 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 I, I, I seen it. We try to figure out what's happening. I seen it. We try Now you talk about stuff like the Jesse Smollett situation and, mm-hmm. and R. Kelly situation on, on your stand up, but nah. No, I stay away from that type of stuff because I don't know how people gonna gonna take, especially with the R. Kelly situation. You really don't know how to, you know, what I'm saying, come off with that because mm-hmm. women women so sensitive. Well. Well, they, you know, back in the day, we used to make all the R. Kelly jokes, and you know, you look at like Chappelle show with the mm-hmm. pee on your yeah. statue. Certain Aaron things Magruder that we had to go through, it is sensitive. But I, I think, know. I'm gonna tell you what, what tripped me out because I never thought about it like this. We used to make jokes, thinking we was making jokes about R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. But we had Lisa Van Allen on the show, mm-hmm. and we asked Lisa like, how did she feel when she heard everybody making all those jokes? And she was yeah. like, yo. It was frustrating because people was really getting peed on. Yeah, well, girls were really getting peed on. So you don't think about that perspective. That's totally different. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't got no word for that. He's one. like, yeah, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on, move on. Let's move along. I saw you post uh, five years ago. You posted your first video on Facebook. Yeah. It had one share, 
Yeah. One like. One share, one who, like. who liked it? <laughs> who liked it? My, one of the homies. Who shared it? <laughs> one, of the homies. <laughs> one of the homies liked it and one of the homies shared it. with you? Yeah. So, yeah how still. does it feel when you look back on that <laughs> video? To be honest with you, I ain't had a chance to take it all in because it's happening so fast for mm-hmm. me. I think 10 years from now when I'm probably on the lake with my beer belly out, I have a chance to reflect on everything I've done. But right now, where I'm at, I ain't had a chance to right, really sit down and take it all in because it's happening so fast. Why do you think you can have a beer belly in 10 years? You're only going to be 36. I want a beer belly. I want to be on the lake watching my you son want a baller around. belly. Yeah, I want a baller belly. I got a little, I got a little something, something already. Get the baller six-pack. No, no, no. That's when you know you're really living. I don't, th- I don't think women really like skinny men like that. Uh, they out of style. We like men who are fit, yes. Well, well I'm talking about like like scrawny men. Like it skinny depends. skinny. Yeah, like skinny skinny. Women aren't as into looks as men are into looks but when it comes to women. Like, we like personality and presence more. Yeah, I'm more, I, I like I like pretty women. I don't care too much about the body part. Like, if you a pretty woman. You like the face. Yeah, I'm a face man. I ain't really no they ass. They don't care about pity. size or anything. No, I ain't really no ass or man. I'm, I'm a face man. Like, if you, if you pretty, I, I like you. You my type of girl. All right, we got more with Ha Ha Davis. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is still kicking it with Ha Ha Davis, comedian Charlamagne. You got groupie groupies? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of those. <laughs> they be in your DMs? They be in there heavy. You mm. ever been catfished? Yeah, I've been catfished before. <laughs> what happened? I've been catfished before. Uh, this, this, this chick, this chick had hit me up, and she was she was cold too. She, she face. Had, this is when I first started popping a little bit. Like yeah. she had hit me up, like yeah, send me news on Snapchat. So I got to send her the news on Snapchat. And then the news got out all over Snapchat. So look, like like three months ago. Why you put her news on Snapchat? No, she put my news on Snapchat. Oh, you sent her nudes. So wait. I sent her nudes. Now, slow down. Let's back up about these <laughs> you gotta nudes. You got to go through fast, fast. Ha, ha, hold on. Let me I, I ask it. I got to ask some questions. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> about these nudes that you sent. Did you have your face in them? I ain't have my face in them, but uh, okay. I knew they was me. Okay. And did you have me. lotion on at least? No, I was ashy, ashy, ashy on there too. And was, was, it, hard, a, was it erect or Yo, was it? Why are you so kinky? Let <laughs> or I was it flaccid? About his penis, man. You can't hide, Davis. <laughs> um, hey, was it flaccid or were you flaccid as in limp or were you erect at least or semi erect? No, 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 I was hard, hard when, when she asked for the picture because you know some of us got to be hard for, for it to look like something. Oh, you a okay. girl like me? I'm a girl, not a show. Yeah, 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 I'm a, yeah. yeah. I'm so, a girl, in order, not a show. so did you have that picture in your phone already, or was it one that you had to? No, it was one. She asked me to send it to her, so I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, so I, you had to masturbate? No, I ain't even masturbate. I just I, like when she asked for it for some reason, it turned me on. This turned the lip okay. service. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, this is turning lip service. <laughs> this <turned> the lip <laughs> service. But uh, no. So when she asked for the news, it just turned me on. Okay. So I'm like, boom, took the little picture, sent it to her. Were you shaved? Yeah. I wasn't even saying. I'm asking questions because I'm just thinking of the proper way you're supposed to do these things. So I want to see if you follow protocol. And he didn't follow protocol. No, nah, it was look. It was it was it was the middle of the summer back there. It was all bush. Oh man, okay. <laughs> it was all you know bush. the bush makes it look smaller in the picture too. I know. Like, like he said, like I, I'm a growing out of show. I had, like it had to be hard, all the way hard for me to send the picture. Okay. This is so awkward. right after I sent the picture, she gonna say, uh, he said, my yeah. She said, yeah. Uh, you know what time it is. I said, hold on, what you mean? <laughs> so right there, she, she said, you been catfish. So I say, damn. Oh, it was a dude. No, I didn't. I we didn't. Don't know that. I, I still don't know if it was a dude or not. <laughs> but I knew, like, three days later, my news was all over the internet. Sheesh. No. So, so somebody hit me up. People be still hit me up, like, yeah, I got your news. You got to pay for them. I say, listen, you, you have they, to pay for them? No, they said they want me to pay so oh. they don't put them out. Okay. So I'm like, listen, them news been out here for the last three years. <laughs> Y'all can have it. Remember, remember that happened? Your face is in them? No, my face no. wasn't in them. So I wouldn't claim it. I got my tattoos right here. My tattoos oh, all in there. Oh, got you, got you, got so, you. See, so you learned your lesson now. Do you still send news out? No, I don't send news out. I'm through with that. You could Google that's it what, and send it to them now. They can send me news, though. Google it. <laughs> they can send me news. I would never understand that about oh, the that, young Oh, that's men. what I was talking about. Comedian Blackberry, he the one who taught me how to do stand-up, though. He, he cold on that stand. He the one got your news? 
Charlamagne, <laughs> that was a terrible segue. You did that. Kinky, kinky, you I did that, you, though. That was a terrible segue. Charlamagne, Charlamagne, this behind me. She was talking about your news. You said, that's what I'm saying, and you pointed to him. He just walked in the door. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. You be sending, You still be sending news? Hell no, I ain't never sent no news. I, I can't believe I don't understand everybody, why young men do that. Everybody sent news before Charlemagne. Keep it real. News. Never. You not even to your wife? No. For what? Come on, Charlemagne. Especially to my wife. We sleep with each other every night. He said, especially not my wife. Especially <laughs> not my wife. <laughs> why, why would you send news? I can't believe that it was so easy for you to send news out. I, I, you got to value yourself a little more. I was value young, your I was young, young, dumb, and full of. Okay. Young, dumb, and full of <laughs> And uh, just, just trying to, you know, trying to get my She just asked and you just sent it to Does a stranger. Does that turn women on you? Um, if Sometimes. you send it right. I just think if he would have shaved, <coughs> maybe people would have liked it better. So do do it turn y'all on like when guys just pop up in your DMs and just send pictures? No, not, not somebody that, that we don't know. He got an email. He got an email full of penises. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> swag is you know. A lot of people have sent them. <laughs> Look, she's she gonna get 100,000 no. more of those. Because me and Envy look at them and we like, oh, this one's nice. She lying, lying. <laughs> em, look, Envy said he ain't going for that. He lying, You ain't never heard the story about Envy in the Snapchat oh, when he got caught goodness. up when the guy the guy was, was telling him he like nine and a half inch dildos? <laughs> That's, that happened for real? Yeah, he like toys, toys. <laughs> mm -hmm. It kind of happened, but it didn't happen like that. But it, no, it didn't kinda happen. Happened. Wait, it, didn't what happen. Happened? it did happen. happen. I'm confused. Y'all be, be getting catfish like crazy. I gotta go now. All right, Nelson, no, no. go. I gotta go. He got he got a hard out pause. Hey, hold go. on to all the late all the ladies here. Y'all can send news to my DM because uh, freak man, freak man. Yeah, that's me. You, you gotta be family. careful with that in this era, though. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's better to really to be a faithful black man, I'm find faithful. one woman and settle down. Well, I'm, I'm with my girl, me and my girl together, but we like women too. Oh, you and your y'all do that together. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's not cheating. Yeah, yeah that ain't cheating because me, me and my girl like women. But you gotta tell her. You, you just you just gotta tell her. You can't just pop up with. Yeah, no, no. I, she I has can't to know about it. She gotta know about it. But uh, I've been with her a year and a half. You let her choose the women. Yeah, she chooses the women most times. Okay, she yeah. from Detroit. No, she's from L.A. How does that work out though? Is that like a is that like a, a healthy relationship y'all got? Yeah, I mean for me, I mean cause for me, for me, for me. <laughs> forget her. <laughs> I mean she don't. Be, I mean she ain't never tripped about it. Like yeah. when we do it, she. Ain't, I mean she don't got no problem with it. So did she mind. propose that you guys do that, or was it your idea? The first time was my idea. Yeah, the first time was my. How'd idea. you ask her? How was that conversation? I was like, man, I, I want something different. He's like, yeah. what you mean? Not like that. Like you only been with her a year. You want something different? No, no, no. Cause I'm like, yeah, I want to try something different with somebody else. She's like, what you mean? You want her to be with another chick? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want no man. What you mean? Oh. So she like, yeah, okay, she let's try. She, she wanted to make sure that she wouldn't, she wouldn't care. So she, we end up doing it, and then we just been doing it. Where'd same. you find the first girl? In L. A. Yeah, L. A. L. A. All the women in L. A. is freaky. You ever get jealous when the other girl and your girl out better than you? No, I don't think nobody can eat it better than me. That's a lie. I'm an eater, eater. <laughs> a woman, oh, you can't eat better than a woman. Some women, probably not all women, but some women, I didn't, I didn't watch. I didn't watch me eat better than some of these women. Really? <laughs> you watch me eat? You watch yourself eating? <laughs> Teach me that trick. And then it's the tell it. It's another one of the uh, ha out here. No, no, because I, I mean, I feel like in my heart, I eat better than some women. In no, my no. heart. <laughs> no. And you, and you know, we're young, so you don't eat the butt. You who, who? Oh, he from Dallas. Let me stop Y'all gonna have me out who? I'm gonna be a meme out here. Talking you about, say you. <laughs> you. I mean, we grown, like, we all, like, we grown men. Like, we, we done been down there. You we goddamn right. We, I done been on that side of town. Okay. You eat ass, eh? Yeah, I done, What's I done the rules ass, when you have ass? a threesome? Are you allowed to have sex? With, like, sometimes there's rules where yeah. the man is not allowed to have intercourse, but he can have intercourse with his woman, but... No, no, know. no, we, we have intercourse. We okay. do all that. Are you allowed to eat the other girl's butt? No, no, I don't eat no, I don't eat her, no butt or no... Is that a rule or you just don't do it? 
That's disrespectful. No, I just, I just I don't, don't think do you do that. It feels wrong. He never been raw. It's all. Yeah, right. it's all protected. We ain't, okay. we ain't out here. We ain't out here raw dogging him. Okay. I just, I just beat him. But we'll learn more. Not, on not beat him that way. Just you know. We know what you mean. Yeah, we yeah. know you're not you know beating you up everybody. Yeah, okay. Well, hi. Well, <laughs> you gotta clarify it on these days. Yeah, right. you make make sure, so how are you beating up the women? That's it. Just well, we're gonna learn a lot more about. Ha Ha Davis, and then he's at Caroline's all weekend, so make sure you go check it out. You, you can go to Caroline's.com. My girl out there, she's sitting out there somewhere. Oh, yeah, you got Ha Ha working with. Yeah, you got to put them both on stage. That white girl? No, no, no. That ain't no... Ha Ha got a white girl. That ain't no white girl. damn, you sell out. No, no, no. That ain't... He's going sell out. You ain't even get on on and you selling out already. I told you Charlotte baby acting unusual since I got on here today. No, no, she out there somewhere. I told him that. You know you know, I had to address that? I told him on the first Detroit person you showed up. That's not true. You, you, you usually ain't here for the D. Yep. I mean, no, you, not, not that D. He's he here for the D. He early for the D. Look at him. Look at him. He early for the D. You being pushy pushy now. You being pushy pushy now. Okay. Damn. But hey, you, you usually ain't here for the Detroiters, though, but I'm glad you're here today. I held it down for Detroit. I had to. All you right. bought your gun gun with you? No, what I need a gun for? You had it in, the, in your Instagram video? No, listen, I told you, look, I'm a pretender, and if pretending don't work, we all in trouble. He's trying, to, he's trying to get you locked up. You know you can't have no gun here in New York. You can't have no guns in New York? Hell, Hell no. no. Why would you tell me that, Dan? You, he tried to set the, you oh, up. Oh, he's a fans fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight on Charlotte, man. I see what he on. He was about to pull out his ID. Hey, okay. Man. Oh, my God. He acting different. Well, it's high Davis. He's going to be at Caroline's all weekend, too, Caroline's man. Hey, all weekend. I'm sorry, Dan. Caroline's tonight. We, so, we, so, we sold out. So, uh, for hey. all the people who don't get to see me, uh, I'll see y'all next year. But we sold out all weekend. Let me show you guys. Dope. I'm only doing two. Okay. I'm only doing two, and then uh, I'm. That's a I big deal, go. man. Yeah. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. Okay. Congratulations. Well, it's All the up. Breakfast Club. It's Ha Ha Davis. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I tried the new flavors of orange vanilla Coke and orange vanilla Coke Zero Sugar. Yeah, you heard that right. And I have to tell you, it's a great combination of Coke, orange, and vanilla flavor. Head to your closest retailer today and try it out. Yo, you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, pull your damn pants up. I'm not My pants look, up, man. I'm not about to look at your red-ass briefs. While we do the Friday song. It's okay? Friday. It is freaky, freaky, freaky Friday. There ain't Friday. no freaky, freaky, freaky Friday until you pull your pants up. My pants are up. You okay. ready? I'm ready. I'm always ready. It's Friday. It's, it's Friday. Friday. It's Friday. There's a stranger in my bed. Come on. There's a pounding in my head. Come on. Glitter all over the room. Hey. Pink flamingos in the pool. Hey. I smell like a mini bar. Hey. DJ's passed out in the yard. Hey. Barbies on the barbecue. Is this a hickey or a bruise? Pictures of hey, last hey, night. Hey, hey, up hey, on hey, line. I'm screwed. What you say? Oh, well. It's a blacked out blur, but I'm pretty sure it rules. Damn. Last Friday night. Yeah, we danced on tabletop. Hey. And we took too many shots. Hey. Think we kissed what I forgot. Last Friday night. Yeah, we matched our credit cards and got kicked out of the bar. So we hit the boulevard. Last Friday night, we went streaking in the park. See me dipping in the dark, then had a menage a trois. Last Friday night, yeah, I think we broke the law. Always say we're gonna stop, but whoa, oh, whoa. What we do? Do it all again. The singing in unison is amazing. It's amazing. 
Here we go. Do it all again. You out there in your car, I need you to sing along with me right here. Trying to connect the dots. Come on. Don't know what to tell my boss. Come on. Think the city told my car. Hey. Chandelier is on the floor. With my favorite party dress. Yes. Warren's out for my arrest. Think I need a ginger ale. That was such an epic fail. Pictures of hey. last hey. night. Hey. a blacked out blur, but I'm pretty sure it grows. Damn, last Friday night. Yeah, we danced on tabletops, hey. and we took too many shots. Hey. Think we kissed, but I forgot. Last Friday night. Yeah, we maxed our credit cards, hey. and got kicked out of the bar. Hey. So we hit the boulevard. Last Friday night. We went streaking in the park, see me dipping in the dark. Then I know menage Last Friday. Yeah, I think we broke the law. Always say we're gonna stop. Oh, what? Oh, whoa. Do it all again. I think we better than Bone Thugs, bro. I think we better than Bone Thugs. Do it all again. I think we better than Fifth Harmony. We better than Fifth Harmony. You ready? T G I F T G I F T G I F T G I F T G I F T G I F T G I F Bruh, it's not officially Friday till you hear this one, bruh. You hear me out here in these streets? Do you hear me? I don't care if you're in Houston. I don't care if you're in Columbia, South Carolina. I don't care if you're in Newark, New Jersey. Wherever you can hear the sound of my voice, I'm Charlemagne the God. That's DJ Envy. Together we are no direction. Should I get him? Get him, girl. 7 a.m. waking up in the morning. Gotta be fresh, gotta go downstairs. Hey. Gotta have my bowl, gotta have cereal. Hey. Seeing everything, the time is going, ticking on and on. Everybody's rushing. Gotta get down to the bus stop. Hey. Gotta catch my bus. Hey. I see my friends sitting in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Gotta make my mind up. Hey. Which seat can I take? Friday, Friday. Friday, everybody needs looking forward. Are you ready? Come on. Friday, 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 everybody looking forward. What are you doing? Partying, partying, hey. Partying, partying, hey. Fun, 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 fun. Come on. 745, we're driving on the highway, cruising so fast, I want time to fly. Fun, fun, fun. You know what it is. I got this, you got this, my friend is by my right. Hey, I got this, you got this. Now you know we kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. Gotta make my mind up. What seat can I take? Friday, Friday. Friday, 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 what we do when partying, partying, hey, partying, partying, hey, fun, 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 fun. That's an absolute fact, Rebecca. 
It absolutely is, and I got some cognac, Remy Martin, 1738 on me. So excited. We're so excited. We're gonna have a ball today. Tomorrow is Saturday. Welcome to the weekend officially, y'all. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, you guys have a great weekend. Charlemagne. Yes. You got a positive note for the people? Yes, man. I mean, I got a positive note. I want to say salute to y'all. Enjoy the weekend. But I want to tell you, man, don't waste words on people who deserve your silence. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can say is nothing at all. Remember that this weekend. Breakfast Club, bitches!